Good evening, everyone, and everyone listening. This is Connie Lingus here with Kind of Sick, also known as Peter, here for another edition of 89.1, a.k.a. WNYU's very own category is Drag Cast Extravaganza. We're going Gregorian this week. Okay. <laughs> On this week's episode, we are talking season 11, episode 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Afterwards, we're going to introduce a new segment called Reading is Fundamental, where I'm going to be showcasing a book that is pertinent to the New York drag scene, and just the drag scene as a whole. But before we get to there, let's talk the episode. There's no mini-challenge to discuss this week. I guess they decided there's a big maxi-challenge, so there's no fun to be had with our mini-challenge. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that that last mini-challenge was the last one, because that was a good one. We just go into workroom shenanigans about the preparation for the maxi challenge which was a song and a dance they had to record a verse for a rupaul song thankfully it was better than drag up your life that isn't a very high standard but i just wanted to put that out there yeah and it was i think better the one from season 10 it was better than say amen or can i get an amen yeah the this but that's not a very high point. They really aren't high standards. Yeah, we'll talk about the verses individually in a little bit. But... but we also got to see the Todrick Hall choreography. Now, we've spoken about this. I don't know if we've addressed this specifically before, but the hate for Todrick Hall is undying. People do not like him. But but I feel like I've reception to this episode was more positive about him. He seemed a lot nicer with the critiques, both like the dancing and the rap song. He was being a lot more constructive, not like if you don't do this right the next time you're a moron who's going home and you're going to die. He felt a lot more like level-headed with his critiques this time around, which is nice to see. And I, I feel like the fans appreciated that. I don't feel like that. I feel like uh, quite a few recaps have been disliking it. I've heard from quite a few others that they still really don't like Todrick Hall, that they think he sets up queens for disaster. How the, what did, how did he set up anyone for disaster this time around, though? He, he, was, he was completely constructive. And Well, I mean, I guess one of the points was when Vanjie was dancing and she's like, looking pretty fierce and he tells her oh look up straight ahead as if you're beyonce and then like she ends up messing it up on stage that's what people are saying it's vanji's fault for not remembering the choreography i don't know what i'm a lot of recaps especially are disliking todrick hall but that's kind of a constant well who they will dislike who cares about her competition people are gonna hate always on todrick hall no matter what he does so that's their prerogative i will say He's looking mighty fine with that facial hair. That's all I got to add about him. We'll play a clip here of Vanjie's recording session. Miss Vanjie. 
I think that was like the best part of Angie's verse and the recording session. Yeah, it was just, good. It was yeah, it was fun. I kind of want to make that a ringtone. Just Vanjie gat gatting at me. Vanjie was looking pretty good. Yeah, coming she, into this. Yeah, she was, and we'll talk about it in a little how it didn't turn out that way. Unfortunately, surprisingly, I think. Also, amongst the workroom shenanigans, we got the now I guess tradition of inviting uh, the queens onto Rue and Michelle's podcast. And for once, one of their sponsors was someone that's like A, known, and B, popular. Oh, Facetune. All, 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 the, all the Instagram biddies are using Facetune. Also on the podcast, uh, we got to learn a little bit more about the queens. And for once, it, it didn't feel like RuPaul was playing like armchair psych like psychologist it kind of felt like we were learning like interesting facts about the queens like we learned that akira is a dad yeah that was whoa i didn't know that that's cool it was touching and cool afterwards we got to hear evie do her recording session evie evie i feel had the only standout verse yeah and just in terms of like you could tell that she grew up like a rap kid like caring about it and like she was telling about how she used to write like raps as a kid so it, it definitely showed and it, it like she definitely she had a f like probably the most interesting delivery of all of them because everyone was very clearly like i don't know how to rap so let me just do it is worth noting i've heard that in this segment they kind of mess around with the tune that they put on the back so like I've heard that when they're prepping there, they rap freestyle and the producers put the tune on. So if it feels a little out of sync, that's that could be intentional. But that's something I've heard. Yeah, I, I, I could I could see that just because if you notice like the beat tempo changes. Yeah, it's just a different tempo for each so. person. So like. It it, it, it it makes sense that they're just adjusting the beat to whoever's rapping. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Brangie. And yeah. the amount of talk that was in it made me a little suspicious of, hey, what? why why are you bringing them up so much, huh? Yeah. What, what, huh? what happens was like the least surprising thing that I was watching this with my sister and I called the ending the media the minute after the runway ended and she was like no I don't believe you and then it happened exactly like I predicted and and I have some things to say about that that whole the whole critiques and everything afterwards was an abomination yet again of production but we'll get there we're gonna play another clip here of something that bothers me just reoccurring with Trodrick. I gave him praise, but I do have one thing to critique. The emotion and the swag is all there, but I don't fully understand what, what words you're saying. I think that Brooks verse in the practice was kind of tough to understand. I, I don't, I thought it was fine. Like but that's just during the practice. I'm yeah. not talking about what it ended up being. Yeah. We'll talk about what everything ended up being. Yeah. But like, I feel like Trodrick, like throughout the seasons, anytime there's something about recording verses, he always like, super like critiques like diction 
even though I don't think it was good. I mean, when you're singing, this is coming from somebody who was a former singer. When you're singing, you have to be extremely clear about your diction. You need to emphasize T's where you normally wouldn't. Um, You could hear the wouldn't right there because that's something that you need to add. You need to really pop your consonants. You need to pop your P's. Uh, You need to know what you're doing and you need to sound like how you wouldn't normally be talking. But otherwise, people can't understand you. It's weird, but I understand the criticism because if you aren't very clear with your diction while you're singing to the point where it's painful to listen to if you're just talking that way, then I don't think you're doing it right. So I I have no problem with that. I agree with the sentiment. I just feel like what he was critiquing, like it wasn't like I could understand them totally fine. But they might be understandable, but that doesn't mean that it can't be improved. Fair. Hearing about Vanjie's relationship with her mom was interesting, and how Vanjie's mom looks like 10 years older than Vanjie. I, I didn't know that Vanjie was Puerto Rican. She, she and I, I never, like... Vanjie's mom appeared in one of the Untucked episodes, and it was also very touching. Yeah, it, it's... Her it, mom's a big fan of her, and that's cool. Yeah. Is it weird that I didn't notice that she had a New York accent? That didn't sound like a New York accent to me. It's... New York-ish? There's no really other way to put it. Yeah. It's New York-ish. I mean, there are a lot of different kinds of New York accents. I've lived well, I've lived in Long Island all of my life, but I don't have an extremely strong accent. That's you certainly haven't picked up a New York accent in your time here. At least I don't think so. Finally, one last clip from the episode. Everybody knows Akira is not a dancer. I'm have to rent some legs from somewhere because I don't know how the hell this is going to go. Why send Scarlet home because she can't dance when Akiria hasn't been able to dance all this time either? Because Scarlet was sent home on the dancing challenge, and Akiria wasn't ever in the bottom for dancing. But Although, I don't think that it's like Akiria can't dance. I think that she was doing fairly well. Don't get me wrong. The practice, she looked horrendous. But then, in the actual performance, she was, she was good. So I think it's different. She might be thinking, I can't dance, but she was a very fast learner. If Scarlett was also a fast learner, then that would have been a different story. That's fair. I, 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 maybe I'm just resentful that Scarlett got sent home so early because she didn't deserve She it. will be back. Yeah. And that's, that's all that matters. That's true. All right. So let's just talk the Maxi Challenge now. Them just... Their songs and then doing the one take music video shtick uh, that they did last it's season. One take. You get one chance. You can't mess it up, guys. No messing it up. No pressure. No pressure, everyone. And then you got this result. And, you know, I think that Akira was pretty good. She was P good. Yeah, Akira was fine, though. I w- so at first I was going to, like, I put down when I was watching her that, like, Oh, she wasn't lip syncing that great. But, but then everybody wasn't lip syncing that, that great, great because it was off. The song was off to the performance. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not blaming any, yeah. anyone for that. Yeah, exactly. There are a few that definitely weren't lip syncing that well, and we will talk about that. Yeah. But for Akira and Evie, it seemed to just be the song being off. Yeah, for sure. Um, It was, so yeah, uh... Akira was fine. Listen, Brooke did great. And the judges' critiques about her being too perfect 
are really dumb. You are too good. Be sloppier so you have more personality. She's a professional dancer. Like, what What? What do you want? <laughs> I think that her lip syncs weren't exactly um, intense, which is kind of what you wanted in this sort of video. But her, I think that I, her... I even think that her lip syncs were a little bit off. She wasn't, like, really emphasizing the whole sound with her lips it might sound like a, a dumb critique but if you look back at it it really looks like she's kind of just letting the words slide instead of actually emphasizing the words but, I, but and i don't know i don't really think that her performance stood out to me as much as the others i don't think that it was like ultra ultra bad but i don't think it stood out to me as much okay but she was i think she was like physically flawless as you would expect and her lip syncing was no worse than Vanjie's well, or I agree even, there. or even Silky's Not, no I think that Silky's was better Oof. but and but listen I think that she was physically flawless but this was not the time for the sort of flawless she was going for I, just because you're good at math doesn't mean you're going to get an A+ plus on the statistics test because there's more to it than that that was a bad analogy but i mean i'm standing by it okay uh evie was a standout she was on point with just her mannerism evie was great in general just the physicality. she was a very clear winner yeah for sure for this challenge but it, there wasn't a winner so it doesn't so she doesn't have the extra win so brooke might be the front runner <laughs> as far as we should all be concerned this was a de facto win because she was the very clear judge favorite. Sure, but she's okay. still not the win, though. Okay, she, as far as we're concerned, this is a second win. Okay. Uh, I didn't like Silky. She was so awkward and clumsy. Like, she, she had, like, I guess some spirit to it. She, she, she said the words well. I loved Silky. She had fun. She had fun, but she. Uh, it w- it was a it good was performance. Sloppy. No, it was it was. Yeah, a but the mess. whole point was that it was sloppy. That's how it was choreographed. Yeah, but like it was, she was sloppy. Like like Michelle pointed out, like her underoos were showing. It was physically sloppy. Yes, it was physically it's, sloppy, it's type, but it it's, fit. No, it's a type of sloppiness that should not be <laughs> the top four. <laughs> Look, I don't think that it the. Silky is not top. I think it was better. Okay, well, I agree with that, but I think that she was worth this top four out of the five that we had here. No, she yes, she should have lip synced against Vanjie. She should have lip synced against Vanjie. We're going to disagree strongly there. Again, the judges were like, "Brooke, you did the routine perfectly and amazing, but you just didn't seem desperate enough." But Silky, Silky, Silky was, you were Silky slop- was having fun. Silky yeah, was showing they more were of like, a personality judges, than Brooke was. The, but what's it called? Literally, the judges were like, "You're sloppy and bad." I have, but praised, your personality is good. Okay, well, I have praised Brooke for a personality in the past when she at first didn't have one and then she gained one because a personality is so essential to your performance on this show. Brooke had this regal and royal personality that I have loved to see from her, and she. She wore it like a queen. But, she wore it like the queen that she was, but she didn't have that here. There was nothing regal and royal about it. She was just dainty, and dainty is not a personality. 
Silky had a personality in yeah, this, the same, and they were the looking same, for a personality in the a same lipstick. personality that she's had off the whole season that she hasn't been clocked for, but uh, the same Vanjie, personality that Vanjie's been clocked for consistently. Yes, the same personality is better than no personality, and Brooke did not have a personality this challenge. If you say so, let's. Just, I do. Let's talk the runway. It was category is best drag, wor- worst category. Before we talk about the best man, what, wor- what does best drag mean? Just what they think is the best represents them. The oh. best aesthetic. I don't know. It's, it's if, a- if it's supposed to be my best outfit that best represents me, mm-hmm. then well, I'm gonna come even harder on Brooke. Then no. Bro- yes, uh, bro- Brooke. Okay. My best was, okay, do we agree that Evie's the best? Evie's the best without a doubt. Okay. Let, let's start with there. Evie was absolutely a- the a- best. Elegant and weird. It was Elegant like, and weird is like a great way to put it. Something that we haven't seen from her, but at the same time, something we she have She had three seen. breasts. Yeah, that and was, three eyes. That was the breast performance, yet I'm not going to keep on talking. My best, I th- it was a, a bedazzled bougie ballerina that was not one of the best come on it was not a bedazzled bougie ballerina okay. it was a ballerina and nothing more no it was bougie it was, looked she looked expensive and regal she looked like no elsa. no no she, she looked like elsa from frozen her she delivery looked... was not regal her yeah. delivery was nothing elsa it, she th- came her out. delivery wasn't Elsa, but the aesthetic was. Her delivery was prim and proper. Brooke, it represents her perfectly. Okay, no, her personality is royal, not prim and proper. That, there is a difference. There no, is a I distinction. Just, I, 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 a vague one at that. It could not stand toe to toe with the others, as far I, as I'm I, concerned. I disagree. You so I didn't have any worsts. I just had the rest were mad to me. Vanjie was. Ugh. Man, that was mad to me. It was just like a prom dress. It was nothing. It was a prom dress. It was a nothing. As I was watching it with my sister, my sister's like, I could buy a better dress than that for my prom. Yeah. So. Vanjie, okay. So I, I could Silky ma- was good. Silky's outfit was good. But for me, it was just mad because both, both Silky and Akiri to me were business as usual. Akiri was business as usual. Silky, as far as I'm concerned, was good. Don't it, get me wrong. It it's, was, some, it's a similar style that we've seen before, but was, she wore it better than I've seen her wear it was her past a, styles. It was a, a nicer business as usual. The hair was, was really good. Speaking of hair, can we note that Silky was wearing the red Ariel wig at one point earlier in the, <laughs> yes, in the episode? That's hilarious. That's just like a, a, a middle finger to Ariel. Listen, I am not a big Silky Ganache fan, but... I think that Silky Ganache did well in this episode. I, I think disagree. that I think, I think that you... the outfit was very good. I think that it was much better than both Brooke and Vanjie's outfit, for that matter. I think maybe what what irks me is when you frame it as you're moving on to the the top four, there is no one that clearly deserves it as much as it literally should have been. Evie said it first, and even despite her performance this week. Brooke decided like if if you're gonna frame it like that I feel like it should be a reflection on your performance the entire season I know that they can't do that because it's that's not how this show works I know but it when you frame it as congratulations you're moving on to the finals that to me seems like reflective of overall performance and overall performance Silky did not deserve okay you might feel like it was reflective on that um 
it wasn't reflective on that, though. It was just reflective on this episode. And if we're judging things based on this episode's performances, I think that all the judgments were fair. And I also think that Evie was, despite the fact that there was no official winner crowned, Evie is the de facto winner in most people's eyes. I think that that if they had to crown a winner, it would be Evie without a doubt. She got the best praise. Fair. There was a return to the the advice to the youth segment, which is always, I think, one of my favorite parts of the season. It's always very touching to get that glimpse. It's always really nice to see the younger pictures of all the queens. Yeah, the baby pictures. Oh, uh, (laughs) Vanjie. Vanjie's picture was the cutest. Vanjie's picture was great. I loved it. Now we'll go to the lip sync. Uh, Vanjie versus Brooke. It just felt like it's so predictable, predictable, man. I don't think that Brooke necessarily did better than Vanjie yeah, in this lip sync. I, I, I don't... I want to note something. Before anything happened, Rue specifically said, she doesn't usually make a point to say this, it will be my decision alone that decides what happens. This is important because it's saying if I decide that Vanjie's bad reputation in other episodes means that she's gone despite her performance in the lip sync then that's my decision likewise if i think that despite brooke's consistency she did very poorly in this lip sync then sending her home is my decision as well so i have no problem with this actually she's being very transparent about the fact that i'm going to choose whatever i want because this is my show and i'm going to make the decisions so you know i don't mind the transparency there sure yeah i think the lip sync was honestly close it could have it was close and i don't know it wasn't like anything that special yeah it was fine brooke wasn't doing too hot in the beginning i think she was just kind of tiptoeing around like she did on the runway yeah and And then then she actually did stuff yeah i feel like vanjie vanjie was was resorting back to her kind of intense stare fluttering herself at one point but But then she was kind of developing but i feel like it I feel like Vanjie's performance overall worked for the song. And I feel like Vanjie overall was more consistent, but I think Brooke's highs in the second half of the lip sync were higher than Vanjie's. I'll say this. If Brooke had gone home, we would have seen a very interesting final because at that point it's tough to decide who wins no because I there's mean, no clear clear front I, runner i, I disagree but yeah, I think you he, also I have think... two people who are basically you can't make these people in the finals so i think evie is the clear front runner i would disagree evie had only won once beforehand yeah this but... was only her second win and she had been in the bottom quite a lot before but then again akiria has lip-synced twice. twice so it's worth noting and, both of those and i feel like she's had the least amount of growth and akiria i, I disagree i don't that. know if evie's grown i just think that evie has been consistently done her i think it's kind of like a sharon thing where sure. sharon was consistently doing her thing and rue rewarded that by the end like, despite the fact that chad did better like in that season than sharon did sharon still won because i think because of the originality and the personality i think the same might be the same it's either going to be evie or brooke right well <laughs> vanji lost the lip sync um she made a fun oh, that, exit that, that's probably it was the a best good exit on the show i i was laughing really hard you know she has set herself up for a potential return yeah you know she could come back it usually doesn't happen when you've already come back once but you never not know if, not if you're latrice not i was gonna say <laughs> not if you're latrice royale you can still come back so um i'm looking forward to seeing new things from vanji i think that she's heard a lot of criticism this season 
and she'll take it to heart when she performs in the future. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. But now we have the top four. Yeah. So we have Brooke, Silky, Evie, and Akira. Now, the only person I have a problem with being in this top four is Silky. Yeah. I think that it should be Nina instead. Nina or Vanjie. I would, I would been, not have put Vanjie in the top four. I would have been happier with Vanjie in the top. I think, okay. I think comparatively speaking, maybe. Yes, comparatively speaking is what but I'm speaking here. But I, I would think... have put many people before Vanjie in the top four. I would have put Sugar Kane in the top four before Vanjie, simply because I think that Vanjie's poor performances in the past and the amount of times where she should have been eliminated render her top four incapable. So, well, we have a reunion episode this week, so... I mean, we'll recap that, but what are we going to say? Oh, boy, there's drama. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about we'll it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We uh, will be there. Yes. And uh, with that is the episode of Drag Race. Now let's do some reading because reading is fundamental. This week I want to spotlight a book that may be something of interest to y'all that are interested in the history of drag and especially drag culture in the 90s around the time that RuPaul was coming up. It's a uh, book of photography and some essays called Voguing. Voguing in the house ballroom scene of New York City. The photographs are by Chantal Renault. I don't speak French, so thank you, Peter. Uh, with an introduction by Tim Lawrence, uh, an author that's done some novels based on like the music and dance scene of that period uh basically the book highlights firstly with the the introduction by tim lawrence i think is phenomenal it's a must read for those who are interested in kind of like a brief history on the like proliferation of drag culture it's really important to recognize how drag culture reached this point because we've seen drag at its highest point in the modern era i'm sure that there were cultures that definitely used drag often i mean technically if you want to go back to the renaissance era we had it in shakespeare but i think that we're seeing drag at its unprecedentedly high high points this era and it's really important to see where that started and how that started though on that point that that this intro by tim helps one to maybe question that notion if if drag is truly at its best so far because there there it kind of sets up like the late 80s to early 90s of kind of being the peak for the drag and voguing scene voguing if you're not aware as to what it is it's kind of a style of dance it's like popping poses to the beat of music it's, it's madonna y exactly madonna yeah the introduction touches on the fact that madonna pretty much was fascinated by the house ballroom scene and the drag scene and the type of dancing that was going on and she actually got some like big names from uh some of the houses the houses were like the different groups of people that uh would throw balls of different variety um yeah she enlisted them for the music video and their choreography the introduction does a good 
stage setting for the photography that's shown in the book. And then afterwards, just kind of where drag has been and where it's come from and where it's going. It's it's excellent read. And then the photography is also really, really fun. It's It's so interesting just to see how influential that era and time was for our current drag scene just in terms of aesthetics and how like people look now it's there's clear lineage there's photos of actually a lot of big names from that scene uh, i was uh happy to see rupaul's in a photo oh RuPaul, I believe it's a picture from 89 of RuPaul. And it's it's so fascinating just to see how Ru's drag has evolved from them. Interspersed between the photos are interviews with some of the house leaders um, conducted by the photographer. So it's interesting to see a bunch of photographs of these balls that are hosted by these people that are being interviewed and just giving their perspective on how the scene has changed and whether or not they think it's better or worse now. And it's, it's funny. A lot of them feel like things have changed for the worse in some regards. So yeah, with that, if you want to see a lot of diverse images of the scene back then, you, you want a, a good old history lesson on the drag scene, check out the book, which again is titled Voguing. Voguing and the House Ballroom Scene of New York City. And with that is our episode. I am Connie Lingus here with... I'm still very sick. It's a problem. I have, I have sickness. That's my name. Also known as Peter. Super special thank you to... Miss Darling for their song, Young Lovers, that is used. Where is it used, Peter? In the intro and outro of this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check us out on both WNYU's website and on Apple Podcasts for more episodes that we've already recorded. Thank you so much and have a lovely evening or day. Adios.